This episode of the Rant and Rave podcast is brought to you by Pocket of Peace. Go to pocketofpeaceliving.com to learn more. In the past year, we have collectively encountered more stress in our daily lives than ever before. Licensed therapist Dr. Prasada Glean Brilliant created Pocket of Peace to help you find balance when life brings chaos. Each Pocket of Peace includes a scented roller, a mist spray, luxurious shea butter, confidence building affirmation cards, and a stylish lava bracelet. Use these tactile and aromatherapy tools to get calm, centered, and grounded. Buy us today at pocketofpeaceliving.com. Hey, Soka lovers, it's Soka Say So. And it's Chick. And we're back with episode seven of season five. And this season, we're tackling the topic, New Year, New Moves. In this episode, I sit down with Wenda, you know her as Wanda, Tima of Lunian Suite. It's amazing to hear her story, how she got started, and the kind of numbers <laughs> that Lunian Suite is doing. Oh my gosh. And you would think at that level she's done, but no, it's 2021 and she is also making new moves. We hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Why'd you? Yeah, you it's not it? me. So you know, I grew up in Turks and Caicos. So when I was in school, I was in private school. They had it. They spelled it W H A N D A. So everyone in school, mm-hmm. everyone called me Wanda. Then I'd be home. My family called me Wenda. But I heard Wanda more mm-hmm. in school and activities and things like that. So I just got used to hearing Wanda. So I just started going by Wanda. When I moved to the States, they completely got rid of the H and they just called me Wanda. So all my teachers would put W-A-N-D-A and things. And I was like, okay. So I just always heard Wanda more than Wenda. And that's how that came about. But now I'm putting Wenda in places more because when people hear this, like, I love Wenda. Why don't you go by Wenda? I'm like, man, it's a whole story. But if you want to call me Wenda, that's fine too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So that's all. I hope you don't mind if I include. No, no, no. That's why I'm on, on my I IG, like I'm like I'm trying to get people used to seeing it, and and because even like when I get awards or people write about me without talking to me, they normally just put mm-hmm. the Wanda, and now so all on Google. Some places I'm Wenda, some places I'm Wanda. So now I try to put Wenda, and I put Wanda in parentheses, and then Tima. So mm-hmm. so people get like it's still the same person. So you see Wenda, it's yeah. still me. in three two one hey everyone welcome back to the rant and rave podcast it's your girl dish chick today i am so excited i am so excited i am speaking with wenda you know her as wanda of lunyan suite the haitian american outlet that talks to all of the cultural influencers she is doing so much right now but we are going to get into how 2021 is shaping up for her if you thought (laughs) your girl was going to slow down she's got new things coming i cannot wait to get into it welcome to the podcast thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you such a dope intro i'm so excited about being here today (laughs) Like I was saying before we got online, as soon as I heard a request from you, I was like, what, Caribbean chat? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know what? We this, this season, we are talking to all kinds of cultural influencers. Like We want to talk to people who are just making such an impact, positive impact, of course, 
for the Caribbean community, repping their culture to the fullest. And so, of course, we had to. I love it. I appreciate (laughs) you guys so much. I'm always excited um, to talk any anything Caribbean, anything. And I can be involved. I'm always excited to do that. I've been even though like I've. I'm known for the the Haitian girl, the Haiti girl. Um, I want to say the last couple of years, I've been massively like more focused on the Caribbean aspect of everything, trying to connect it. I'm like, all right, I've done my work and making sure the Haitian community, we all are connected. We know each other. Now I got to try to make sure that I'm involved in a lot of stuff and um, where I'm speaking to more people in the Caribbean, finding a way to now bridge our gaps too. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And you, you rep. <laughs> You've been in Turks and Caicos as yes, well. Yes, that's hometown. That's hometown. That's homeland. My family's still there. Um, I go back and forth. That's my vacation hideout. Um, you know, because like I can go back home. I can be family. I can go visit my old school. So, like, yeah. So, any chance I get to dip out and you know go visit Provo, I'm there. <laughs> nice. Oh, next time I'm in your suitcase. I'm, I'm Man, listen, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's changed a lot. Um, it's so expensive though. Like that's the thing. Like I mean, you can't <laughs> just like pull up in, in Turks and Caicos, bro. You really gotta have money <laughs> to be out there because it's so expensive. The cost of living is getting higher and higher. But it's such a beautiful place. It's so beautiful. Oh wow, it's bucket list. I would yes, you should. I would. I will save my gold bullion and listen. Sure. Everybody else is getting <laughs> hip to it. Every time I log online, there's somebody, there's a um, um, celebrity or influencer tagging um, Turks and Caicos in their um, on their IGs. I think everybody else is starting to get hip to it too. That's what's up. I know. Okay, so Luyan Suite is. The, I'm gonna say the biggest outlet for Haitian news and just you reach out to so many influencers in the Haitian space. Uh, so many people are aware of you. I mean, it's insane. Let our listeners know how you got started and how you blew up like this. <laughs> yes, definitely. When it comes to um, Haitian diasporas, Haitian Americans, I want to say right now we're reaching the most. Our average numbers right now is about 20 million um, a week. And I'm so proud of that. And now that we hit this 20 million thing, I'm on my team every day, like, listen, let's stay in the twenties, please. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an amazing journey. It's, It's literally my proudest, um, achievement, um, because it literally was not supposed to be a career move for me. I created this career out of just a passion project. Um, so I'm, Haitian Turks Islander, grew up in Turks and Caicos, moved to South Florida um, when I was young. And I, I'm Haitian. I grew up, you know, with my family and everything, but I didn't really know much about it except for the fact that I'm Haitian. We didn't really speak Creole at home. I wasn't like diving into culture. I didn't have all these Haitian friends and people that I was connected to. Um, so then after I moved to South Florida, it was the first time that I realized being Haitian wasn't cool. It wasn't it. I didn't understand and it was the time when Haitians were being bullied and being called names and everything else. And then here mm-hmm. I am, I come and I'm like, hey, I'm Haitian. And the Haitian kids were like, you know, oh, do you speak Creole? Da, da, da. Do you go to this church? And who's your mom? And I didn't have that connection. So they were looking at me like, well, nah, then you're not really <laughs> Haitian. And then, you know, the American kids and I'm getting to know them. Then I'm telling them they're, I'm Haitian. They're like, oh, well, you need to be over there. And that's pretty much how it was for me for a very long time. I was just in this middle space of not really knowing where I belong, who I connect with, who are my people and, you know, where do I fit in? I was always like trying to fit in somewhere. 
Um, and then when I got to college, I was like, yeah, no, um, I got to figure this, this out, like who I am, where I come from, you know, who, you know, what's my background. And so I started in this self-discovery phase and I started researching Haiti and Haitians and all, and all I could find online was all this negative stuff, things about Mm. charity, um, and it, I just could not find anything amazing. And the only Haitian I knew at the time I would was like, even on TV or anything was Wyclef. And then the more research I started doing, one of the top things I learned was Haiti's history, how amazing our history was and how much we have contributed to, um, American history, black history and all these other countries. And, you know, being the first black, um, um, free Republic and all the things we had done. And I was like, oh my God, why is this stuff not talked about? Why is this not celebrated? Why did I have to dig so far, you know, to find this information? And I just started collecting and collecting all this information and I wanted to put it somewhere. And then blogging was a thing then. So then I just started putting it on a blog. I was like, let me put this information out there because I'm like, if I didn't know this and I'm so excited, like I went from like who I was into feeling so empowered and I wanted everybody to know I was Haitian and why, I'm like, if I'm feeling like this from reading this information, I wonder how many other Haitian kids grew up like me. Mm-hmm. And I started putting it out, putting it on the blog. Then the blog blew up. And then it was like social media was becoming a thing. So I said, let me put it on social media. Then that blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and before I knew it, it was like this go-to place for information about who we were. And I was finding all of these people, I mean, my age to younger and up, that was so excited to see this stuff on a social media platform or find it on blogs that they were like encouraging me. Now I went from, you know, cause at the beginning it was hard to find information because I couldn't, I had never been to Haiti. So I didn't know like, where do I find pictures of what Haiti looks like right now today? Not the stuff on the news, not, you know, you know, protests and stuff, but what else is going on? What are the kids doing? What does school look like? Do they wear uniforms like I do? What does it look like? And hashtags were becoming a thing. So I had to learn how to follow hashtags on every single thing you can find from Tumblr to Facebook to anything. And I would find like different people and then I would follow all of their friends and then their friends would post in that. So I literally lived online trying to get this stuff all the time. Then once it blew up, it became something to where I didn't have to be online every day. People started sending me things or they would send me subjects I should talk about. You should do this now. Oh, I would love to hear about this topic. Can you find out about this? And it just kept on growing and growing and growing. And before I knew it, I was like, oh, this is a brand. And then before I knew it, I was like, oh, this is a company. Oh, this is an actual business. <laughs> and, I love and, that. And that, that's pretty much how it started. I didn't, people always ask me for this blueprint and this, I don't have one. I don't have this amazing story. I don't have a vision board. I have nothing. I just did not know who I was. I wanted to figure out who I was. I found out I came from this amazing place and I have this amazing identity. And I wanted now for everybody else that felt like me to also feel the same way. And I wanted to connect with all of us. I wanted to bring us all together. I wanted to be able to say I have friends in Haiti or people that I know in Haiti. You know, I just wanted to connect everybody. And I'm like, if I can accomplish that and then one day pack my bags and go to Haiti and, you know, and be on the ground, then I've already done enough. And and then instead of that happening, if this, you know, linear suite became the place to where it literally 
became a place to where I bridged the gap between Haitian, Haitian Americans and Haitians or just bringing us together. And we've been able to grow and teach each other and learn from each other, cheer each other on. And it's in, this is my ninth year. October of this year will be 10 years of this. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. That is amazing. But you know what? That story you talk about with just kind of living between two worlds, so many people from the Caribbean living outside have that experience. So I could see why that blew up. That connects with a lot of people. Yeah. You don't really belong where you are, but you don't really know enough about where you come from. So, Mm -hmm. so many people have that experience. That's amazing. I see why that blew up. Yeah, because and and it's funny now. I use it as a joke when I you know, and I'm like, wow, I went from the girl that knew nothing to being like the go-to girl for all this stuff now with Haiti and Asians. Like, mm-hmm. and there was for a very long time. I, I was up like, and the more I learned about who we are, I used to get upset and I felt cheated sometimes. Like when I would hear kids that talked about going back and forth to Haiti for vacation and things like that. I feel like me and my siblings were cheated and everything else. And I'll talk to my parents and now I look back at it and I'm like it. I feel like I'm, I don't want to say it was a privilege, but I'm not as upset anymore because if I wasn't separated, if I wasn't disconnected, linear street probably wouldn't have exist. I don't know if I would have had the same light and ignition and passion to create what I did. So now I look at it like, I don't like that it happened, but then look at what came mm-hmm. from the fact that I was disconnected. Yeah. And you would think, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this everywhere. I do not have a Haitian background at all, <laughs> <laughs> but I follow, I follow you on everything because it's so interesting just to hear the different perspectives from what I can understand. Sometimes yeah. I listen to Creole and I'm like, oh, <laughs> but it's great to see that, to see, you know, just spotlighting people of the culture and being like, yes, we, we your whole community is cheering you on. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And that's what the most exciting thing. It's so funny because I've had like from celebrities to people that has done amazing things, right? Like you'll see them, they're on Forbes and they're here and they're like on these big charts and everything else. And then we'll feature them and they will go crazy. <laughs> and you'll see them posted like, oh my God, I got featured on Linear Suite. And they're like, well, I've made it. And I'm like, what? You were in Forbes. You were, what are you talking about? <laughs> and people get so excited because it's the idea that no matter what I do in this world, nothing feels better than being cheered on by your own people. Mm-hmm. Being able to come home and be celebrated. Oh my God, there's a whole other like excitement that comes from that. And we see that all the time. And for a long time I didn't get it. And I was like, ah, okay, okay. And you know, and that all comes from being connected and understanding who you are and where you come from and why it's so important to be still be able to go in the world and come home. Like you mm-hmm. got to be able to still come home. Yes. That idea of home and belonging, that is so prevalent, especially in our community, especially when you have people from Afro-Caribbean, like you're so disconnected that it's, it's so important whenever you can glom onto anything that is like, oh, wait, I belong here. This yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I had similar experiences to you. My parents are Guyanese. I was born in Brooklyn. And so I'm not, American enough for the Americans, and I'm not Guyanese enough for the Guyanese. Mm-hmm. Right. But Ooh, I traveling relate. back and forth, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, but traveling back and forth, I'm able to tell the stories, get the information because I'm so hungry to connect with my parents' homeland that I'm doing what I can for that. So I I feel you on that. No, absolutely. People have no idea how exciting it is for us because you're so thirsty and you're so hungry and every single thing is exciting, fresh. Mm -hmm. And And you want to tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You want to share it with anybody that listens. (laughs) Exactly. And speaking of cheering people on, I know this year you guys are doing phase. I caught a few episodes and it's so, it's so cool. Tell people, <laughs> I, it's cool because it's such a great idea, you know, just to get people talking about their own, you know, their favorites, just getting more personal with people you may already know. So tell our listeners, what is Faves? What led you to create this web series? I absolutely love Faves too. It is my newest project and the one that I'm excited to do the most. So from, I mean, all these years, I've done a lot of interviews. You sit down with celebrities and influencers and different people. And there are always these serious interviews and then you're talking about their background. Sometimes you're touching on topics that they're not always too excited Mm -hmm. to talk about. And, you know, you get a lot of people that come in, they're already tense. And one of the things I learned from, you know, Haitian artists, they, they like a lot of them are petrified of interviews because a lot of times their interviews will go viral for the mm. wrong reasons. And, and they're always like really nervous about what they say and, and things like that. And I wanted, and I mean, our platform is always talk about the best of the best. We focus on positivity. We focus about the best of the best that's going on. Um, our tagline is country, people, and culture. So we focus on the best of the best of those three things. So it's never like we don't do gossip. We don't do clickbaiting or anything like that. But I wanted to create something to where people see more of the human side of these artists, you know, these influencers and with them not even having to think and they come in, they have fun, they're laughing, you know, they're saying things without even thinking about it, but they're talking about their favorites. And I use it as another way to get to know them um, because there's a why aspect to all the questions they answer, like why? And then you find out all these different things about them from them just talking about their, I mean, their favorite food. They'll tell you my favorite food is this. And it's because that's what my mom made for me when I was five years old and this and that and you learn so much more about them and they're so comfortable they're laughing they're having fun um in the studio just answering these questions so they never know what we're gonna ask I flip the questions all the time and I set it up in a way to where we do like cluster of different people at the same time so then you have like if there's like I'll do like six or seven episodes in a day and all seven people will be in the studio one they get to meet each other um and then once they start speaking, I leave the, the audio in the background of us laughing and connecting everything else yeah. to make them feel even more comfortable. <laughs> so we'll be on set and I'm like, phone's off, but you're free to laugh. You're free to connect. You're free to. And that even makes them more comfortable. And that and it's literally just another way of, you know, um, bringing the artist to um, our audience is fun, is entertaining. I've learned so much about our guests from them just talking about their favorite things. I never thought just saying what your favorite food is or your favorite sport is would, you know, present all these different areas and show all these different areas of our guests. But it's been a lot of fun. We, we do it to where it is fun. It is entertaining. Um, I tell them they can speak whatever language they want. Like, so we don't tell them what to speak. Like, you get comfortable and just, mm-hmm. just talk to your fans. And it's been a lot of fun. And now I have, like, all these different people reaching out and then like now we have a list of people that wants to do faves and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's colorful people love color you know the intro is really 
you know, entertaining. It's really just more of me showing people the direction I'm trying to go with Linear Suite. My my goal is to really be like a a, a space to where we're not just sharing news and you're not it's not all hardcore stuff all the time, but connecting people is my my number one thing and bridging gaps and getting people in the same room together. I'm the best at that. So the more I can create content and bring these different people together, that's what I want to be able to do. So I'm just kind of just showing people how much further that I can go and even creating my own content now, what that would look like. Nice. I love it. I caught a few episodes <laughs> and I have to say, first of all, you're introducing me to people. I mean, I am now all over the whiskey chick because I was like, I just love her name. I love her. Um, <laughs> But it's a great way. I mean, you're off camera, so it's solely focused on that influencer, mm-hmm. that artist, that creative person. And they get to tell their stories their own way. They get to say why things are their favorite. You know, some of them, they're like, I like Beyonce. Don't tell me not to right. like Beyonce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it is such a good way of having them feel comfortable. Like, no, this is really about you. Yep. And, and, which, and one of the things you just said is another thing I forgot to say. That's another bigger reason why I wanted to do phase. I really want to introduce the people that people don't see every day, because, of course, in every community, there's always this, you know, a group of people that you're going to see often. You hear their name often and you already know who they are. But there's all these other hidden figures in the community that sometimes don't get the same, you know, attention or they don't get like the same marketing for different reasons. And I want to use phase for that. I don't want to have like, you know, the usual suspects on there because we can get them for different things and different projects. And you're going to see them, you know, continuously for different things that they're doing. Um, But Faith is my that's my way of trying to introduce new people, um, you know, to to the community. And like you just said, with Whiskey Chick, there's so like every guest we've had is telling us how much like people are reaching out to them more now from just doing these interviews. That's great. That's great. I see why they're like, you can put me right. On. <laughs> By the way, that is not typical. Okay. As a fellow blogger, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> that is amazing to have people reach really? out to you, especially people who are skeptical of being interviewed. I mean, sometimes they're like, wait, why do you want to interview? What are you going to say? What's going on? What's oh, happening? wow. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear mm-hmm. that because when I tell you our list is long, um, even when we post them and people are DM like, Wanda, um, hello, what's up? That's huge. That says a lot about not only what you've been able to do, but that they understand your brand. They understand that you're about positivity and uplifting the community and featuring people in a positive light that they're like, okay, yes, I want to be there. No, absolutely. And and I'm I'm so blessed. Like people have no idea. I say this all the time. Like anytime we're like, oh, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> because it is not easy to have a platform like this up for this long and be so consistent. And being able to even say we're in the millions consistently is not easy. And people don't understand. Like that is one of the hardest things to do with any platform. So when you know, when I'm all, I'm thanking the fans all the time. I'm like, you guys are the reason this is happening. Like, cause I, our followers, the people that support this platform, I know people from the time I started that's still on every single day in the comment section. Like there are people that mm. cons- they are on every single day. And if it wasn't for them, like I wouldn't be able to do any of this. And I live in the comment section. I love it. I talk to people. I mm-hmm. like any chance I get up you know, in the comments, like chatting with everybody else, because it really is because we have such a strong following that I'm still here and I'm still able to do what I'm doing. 
That is so dope. So what is, what could possibly be next? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) what is coming if you're able to share? I mean, people have broken news on this. Listen, Um, I'm like, I I was big on like, all right, like I'm, I'm still like that. Like I never really announced things until, you know, it's done. Like one of the newest series I just launched last week, no promo, no nothing. Didn't even tell anybody. They just saw the event online. Everybody's like, what is this? <laughs> Our newest thing is called <laughs> Toast of the Culture. Um, it's an event series that I'm doing where I'm doing, you know, what I do best, bridging the gap and connecting people. Um, so the first one we did, we had two top Haitian ra- Haitian American rappers and two top Haitian rappers um, that um, are from Haiti in one room together and we toasted all four of them. So we're going to be doing that um, for, you know, the next couple of months. We're going to change themes every time we do it. So I didn't announce it or anything else. You know, COVID, there's a lot going on. So we had to do it private mm-hmm. uh, and kind of handpick people in the room. But the reason also is because I'm trying to be very specific about who I have in the room for each thing. So the first one was about hip hop and music. So we invited a lot of people that's in the hip hop industry, um, um, the American industry and Haiti industry, and just kind of put all these people in a room together that we're not used to being in a room together. Even some of the Haitian artists will tell me, I haven't seen this guy in years. And oh my God, like they're in here. So that's, that's toast to the culture. We're going to be toasting to different people um, for the next couple of months, but ultimately in, you know, and I'm like, now I'm going to keep on saying it because I'm like, hopefully somebody's going to hear me and they're going to reach out and they're going to want to invest in us and support us. My ultimate goal is to really just build a linear suite creative space. Like, I want to be able to have this huge space that looks Google-like. <laughs> and I have all these different content creators in there that's creating content for Linear Suite, whether it be in different subjects, people in, you know, uh, in Haiti or in the U.S. And having all these content creators in the same room and also having a space for them to create their own content as well. I have a lot of people that always want me to hold classes and want me to do this and that. And I'm like, in creating this space, that's what I would love this space to be a whole section to where Lee and sweet is creating content, you know, worldwide. Um, and then it's a whole nother aspects of content creators and a whole nother area to where I can teach and I can train and I can mentor and bring other people in, um, to also do the same thing. To, and we just have like this large co- content creating space and, and do what we do best. Like that's my ultimate goal. I'm like, this is my 10th year. I keep on saying it. And I was like, you know what, this year I'm going to start talking about that more. I'm going to start speaking it into existence and I'm going to tell mm-hmm. myself by December, I want to at least have already scattered a location to where for our 10th anniversary, that's the thing that I'm able to say, I opened up a creative space. So whether we start small with two, three rooms to 20 rooms, I'm putting in the universe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so people kind of understand like where I'm going with this and what I need help with. And if there are people out there that's interested in working that can see this vision and want to help, reach out, please. Cause I need the help. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have no doubt you're going to do this. <laughs> like, I have no doubt that in I'm gonna say a year, Actually, right? Listen, this is I'm giving myself that. I'm like, this is my tenth year. October will be year ten. I'm throwing it out there, and um, so far anything I've thrown out has is happened. You know, th- th- that's my new thing: a linear suite content creative space. I love it. Yes. Oh, I love it. I believe in it. I <laughs> Thank you, sis. <laughs> 
<laughs> so for the people who are listening and maybe want to get involved, maybe want to find out more, how can they follow you, support you, and just stay in, stay up to date with everything that you're doing and what you so have So Lino Suite, of course, you can find us on every platform. It's Lino Suite. The only place we're different is on Facebook, and Facebook is the Haitian American. But everything else is Lino Suite. Our email is simple. It's Lino Suite at Gmail. I keep it at that so people can find me. And if you find Lino Suite, you can find my personal information. You can find all of the other projects we're working on because on Lino Suite IG, all our links are on there. Our web on the website, LinoSuite.com, all of our links are in there. We have so far we have Toast of the Culture. We have a girlfriend series. We have a podcast. We have faves. Um, yeah, we have a lot of different things, <laughs> but if you find Lino Sweet, you're going to find all the rest of us. <laughs> that is so dope. That is so dope. I hope they reach out. I hope they are paying attention. Listen, let me give you your flowers right now because you have managed to do something so amazing, something that as someone who is living that liminal, that in-between identity, I am so impressed by how you were able to build a community and have people supporting each other who are of the diaspora. That's amazing. Kudos to you. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, sis. And like I said before, thank you to people like you that continue to give me flowers, my flowers while I'm here to enjoy them <laughs> and supporting and always lending, you know, a hand and lending out a space for, for more people to learn about the work that I'm doing. I mean, my whole goal is to just be able to be the middle person to continue support the Haitian community and get our voices out there more and also get better stories told about us, whether it's on TV and entertainment and every other space. So I appreciate people like you that see the, the importance of that and being able to, you know, give me the space to speak on it. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining the podcast. I can't believe we got you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good luck with everything. I love what you're doing. This is so amazing. And just you, you know where I am. Anything I can do to help, you just you just let me know. This is amazing what you're doing, and we need more people like you, you know, assisting us. So, congratulations to you and all you're doing as well. Thank you. Wow, that was a really, really good interview. Oh my gosh, she is so dope and doing so much. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you for finding time for us. Yay! Uh, I'm really. You know what? I was really touched by that. Um, I, what I got out of the interview is that you don't have to do everything by yourself, you know, and by getting help and you are also helping others. So she's working with these amazing creatives all over. She's interviewing these uh, people that are doing amazing things around the world. And, but, and like she said, they're saying thank you to her for giving them the spotlight and, and giving them their flowers. But, you know, she's doing the work. Like, it's just a, a lot of circles happening. <laughs> and I'm taking the personal takeaway. You don't have to do it all alone. And when you big up other people, you get bigged up. Yes. Yes. And I love that she's actually creating a community. Right. So even in the face interviews, when they're offset or off camera, they're still joking around. She said that some of the artists, the influencers will go and talk to each other and be like, whoa, I haven't seen you in so long. And that kind of community building is so inspirational and so necessary. I mean, there are so many people, especially in the Caribbean diaspora, who are doing things and feel like they're doing it by themselves or you know, they can't get in touch with people that they admire or they, they look up to or they want to collaborate with. And she's just creating a space. Like she said, she wants to be a bridge and she's doing the damn thing. 
Yeah. And then she's actually wants to make physical communities. She wants to make these working spaces, which are, are, you know, that's a big undertaking for somebody. I mean, even though she's got a lot of followers and everything, you know, that's in the virtual space. So to bring it into a physical space is, I think, would be really good because we know you work off of each other. They get vibes, you know, it increases and, and competition, you know, sometimes seeing other people do dope things makes you work harder too. So I really hope she gets the backing for that. I really hope that she, she gets some people energized and gets it done in the next 12 months. Yeah, I believe she will. <laughs> I reached out to her and I actually spoke to her assistant. And oh my gosh, she has a great team of people who are working with her. So I believe it will it will happen. Everybody sees the vision. Everybody sees the value in it. And that is super important. I'm excited for what she has coming. I am, listen, <laughs> there are times I follow Luyan Sweet on everything. And there are times when, you know, it goes into Creole and I'm like, well, hmm, that looked interesting. <laughs> but even though I am not of Haitian descent and sometimes don't understand what's being said, I still feel the vibe of, you know, the post, the celebration of movement and, and celebrating achievement from the smallest to the largest scale. And so I think that's why so many people are clamoring around what she's doing. It's because you need that, you know, getting cheered on by your own community is so amazing. Yeah. Especially when you get cheered on by your sisters, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my way. That's my way of saying, can I rave? Can I rave, please? Yes, you can rave because I love this song <laughs> and I need this <laughs> song right now. So go ahead. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, I definitely follow and I know many, many, many of you guys follow Jessie Wu and you already know she can sing. But now she gave us this hit right here. Here is Jesse Wu with Vacation. Yeah, I'm up in this club and I'm looking for something. I don't know what it is, but I know it's one thing. I can't waste a night away on nothing. So I'm gonna grab my drink and party till the sun's in. No fake shit 
love it. I need a vacation. And oh my gosh, if you have not seen the video, this video is why Haiti is now on my bucket list. Like at first I was like, I want to go to Kenya. I want to go here. I want to go there. And then when she did this video in Haiti, I'm like, whoa, nope, nope, nope. Next stop, Haiti. <laughs> yes. And I, I love the, the historical stops on there, you know, in that video. Listen, that's... <laughs> There's one thing I will always say I need to go to Haiti because I need to know where the revolution was won. I need to go there. I need to speak to the ancestors. Uh, definitely big up to her on that song and that video. It hits every mark. Like, I mean, thank you so much for giving us uh, English because <laughs> it would have been so hard to do a rave song in Creole and we have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I mean, we would have reached out to someone to translate it, but, you know, I, I want to hear it for myself. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, you know, I feel like I, I, I also feel seen with that song because I am uh, born in America with Caribbean parents. And so I could go back and forth with accents and with culture and, and identity. And that song just did it all in one. It went through every <laughs> everything. It, it gave you English. It gave you Creole. He gave you whining. Hello, mm -hmm. hi. Mm -hmm. Yes. And fashion. I'm here for it. Yeah, yes. Let's never, ever forget the fashion. The looks. <laughs> Serving looks. My goodness. No, I well, love I, that. And I need a vacation. Let's go. Let's get these listen. vaccines so I can take a vacation. Listen, you know what? That, that's a good question for the comments. Are you guys getting vaccines so you can go on vacation? Or are you just out there in these streets? Let me know. <laughs> are you? Are, do you have your vaccine passport? Are you getting it soon? Or are you just, you know, throw caution to the wind and just do it? Everybody else is doing it. <laughs> Let's know. Leave a comment. Oh, boy. I'm going to be so sad by the comments. Um, <laughs> I'm just, you know what? When everything opens up, I'm just going to be in the party stabbing people with vaccine needles. Like, whatever. Um <laughs> Delete that. I feel like you just incriminated yourself. You know what? <laughs> they can't see me, son. They can't see me. <laughs> All black, everything, son. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, it's not a drunk rant, folks. Um, <laughs> make sure <laughs> we're wrapping this up. We are. We are. Uh, make sure that you are following us. Follow Soka Say So on all social media or go to SokaSaySo.com. Follow this chick on all social media or go to DYS. C-H-I-C-K dot com. And subscribe to BK Rant and Rave. Go to BKRantandRave.com. Okay, bye.